We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Iron Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell, as always. I'm here with Jason, Pat, and Jason. It is the day before the Bulls season opener. Some may think that me and you would want to, you know, stop thinking and talking about basketball for a little bit before we dive into the season, but no, we got that dog in us. So we're doing (laughs) a special podcast episode right before the start of the season, talking about a few Bulls news items to uh, to hit us over the last 24 hours. The first one we're going to talk about is Zach Levine, who is officially questionable on the Bulls injury report ahead of the season opener in Miami with what the team is calling left knee injury management. This is a little strange, Jason, because on Friday, Levine said, Quote, the main thing is I'm healthy and I feel really good not having any aches and pains and being able to play without any limitations in my own mind is huge. So that was a few days ago. Now he's questionable on the injury report. Uh, We don't know if Zach Levine's going to be in the lineup for the Bulls and whether or not he plays. The bigger issue is that Levine really had a pretty light load in the preseason. I think he only played like two, two and a half games in the preseason. Uh, The Bulls haven't done anything in the last week. And he said he was feeling good. So now for him to be questionable on the season opener injury report, is it like, all right, is this going to be a situation where the left knee injury that really sabotaged the second half of Zach's season last year uh, is that still going to be a lingering issue? Because he had, I think, a scope over the offseason mm-hmm. to sort of clean it up and to get him right before he signed the Big Max extension with the Bulls. We were thinking and hoping that Zach Levine was going to be good to go uh, from the start of this season and that the left knee injury wasn't going to be a big deal. He did not look right in the preseason, really. He was like one of the few guys on the team that didn't look really good during the Bulls' 3-1 and preseason start. Uh, and now here we are, Zach Levine questionable. 
how are you feeling, Jason? And, uh, you know, what's going through your head when you heard that news? Yeah, I mean, weird, just kind of out of nowhere. I mean, my Twitter response was just like, uh, and of course, like Bulls fans used to just bad injury news, bad and weird injury news right before a season starts. It's just like, like, here we go again. I'm not going to say I'm like losing it here, just like totally panicking, but it is eye opening. It's interesting that this is happening, given the quotes you, you brought up, given the fact that. Uh, you would think that he they've had a week off. He did. He played two games. He played three games. One of those games, he did not play the second half. He sat out that last Bucks game. So he's been off for a while now. And like, I would assume he's going to play. I mean, may, maybe there's some gamesmanship going on here, but like, yeah, definitely bizarre. Uh, like I said, not going panic mode, hitting that panic button yet, but very strange. And it does seem like it'll be something we have to monitor. I mean, I guess like coming off a of surgery, anytime that happens, it is something you have to monitor. You wonder about back-to-backs. The Bulls have a back-to-back, right? Like, they have multiple in these first couple weeks. They have one Wednesday, Saturday. I believe they play the Wizards and the Cavs as the home opener. So, like, we have to wonder if Zach's going to play back-to-backs here start the season when he's if he's questionable for the opener with load management or whatever. That would lead you to believe no. So, it does seem like that will be something to monitor, at least moving forward. But I would guess he plays tomorrow. I'd be shocked if he sits out. If he does if he does sit out, that's when maybe the panic button starts, the hand starts hovering over. Yeah, it's like, what you know, what do you think they should do playing Wednesday on the road at Miami? Then I think it's Friday on the road at the Wizards, Saturday home against the Cavs. So, like, do you play him in the opener and against the Cavs? It's going to be interesting to see how they approach back-to-backs with him from the very start of the season because, like you said, they have a couple in the early portion of the schedule. Uh, You know, what do you think the best approach is here? Like, I don't know. To me, I think it would be nice to play him in the opener and then the second game of the back-to-back. Yeah, you want the home opener. can't go, like (laughs) – you know, you don't you want him healthy for the end of the season, not yeah. the beginning of the season. Yeah, so I mean, I guess to take a conservative approach. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to skip the back to backs to start, that's fine as he works his way in. Uh, I mean, that happens a lot with stars these days coming off these surgeries. Like, I don't know if Kawhi is going to play back to backs at all this year. And he's been out for however how long I'm, I haven't seen anything about that yet. But like uh, if you do want to like, the start of the year, like I said, I think they legit have three back to backs, maybe in the first couple weeks or something like that. So like. If they want to be conservative, it's obviously tough when they already have Lonzo out. But, I mean, if that's the path you go, it is early. You're playing the long game here. I know they don't want to get into a hole or anything. But, like, if, they, like if they're going to do that, like, I would obviously rather have him play against the Cavs in the home opener. You don't want to have him sitting out the home opener to play the Wizards on the road. Although, I mean, obviously that's not going to be an easy game, even though the Wizards might not be that great. Still, road game, front end of a back-to-back on the road, not easy. So, I guess we'll see. Like I said, not panicking yet, but something to watch. Uh, another piece of news we got involving the starting lineup Yes, is Patrick Williams. He's in it. We didn't think he would be after the preseason. It looks like Javante Green had won that starting power forward spot just with his play yep. across the few preseason games. Javante also had a hip pointer. He did. Late last week. Apparently, he returned to practice. Yeah, seems like he's fine. According to Casey Johnson, it's not a lingering issue. But I'm kind of thinking it has to be if Patrick Williams is starting at the four over Javante. It sure seemed like Javante had earned that starting spot. I mean, Pat came off the bench for the last two preseason games, I believe. The last one he started was but he Zach started and the, last one, so the second and third ones. He came off the bench. And, you know, Pat was good in that preseason finale. I think he, he had 20 plus points. 
because, you know, he actually got to play on the ball a little bit. The Bulls didn't play, I think, DeRozan and Levine. DeRozan and Zach were both out, yes. Uh, and, you know, you got to see what Pat looks like being like the focal point of the offense. We know he's not going to be the focal point of the offense in the starting lineup when it's Vooch, Zach, and DeMar. So I'm pretty surprised to see Patrick Williams in the starting lineup over Javante Green. I wonder if it would have happened without this Javante hit pointer. And just how, how are you feeling about that, Jace? Uh, you know, 24 hours before the opener. Yeah, semi-surprised. I mean, never Billy had never committed to anything. Uh, and you do wonder, you have to wonder about the injury with Javante. I also just wonder, like, like was Billy just trying to, like, uh, being like a Chicago meatball guy, like, was he trying to bring out like the, the fire and the passion from Pat by uh, benching him in this, in that, after that first game, like trying to send him a message, like, yo, like uh, you need to, whatever, start playing better. You need to shape up here or we're going to, or you're going to come off the bench here. And he did look better in that bucks game. He was okay. In the other games, uh, not, I wouldn't say great underwhelming the bucks game. He had those few dunks. He showed some more fire and de fire into passion, as uh, Bears fans like to say, or Chicago sports radio. So, like, so I am curious, or like, did is this an edict from above? I don't want to say AK's meddling lineup decisions. I wouldn't really, that doesn't seem like his style, but like, it is interesting after they make this big show of benching Patrick Williams for a couple preseason games. Javante played great. He certainly earned the right to start, and he started much of last season. Uh, we've talked about the fit that maybe Javante is a better fit to win now with the starters as opposed to Pat and getting Pat on the second units could help him more. I know Billy brought up talking about how they can still stagger and you can still get Pat going in second units. We have talked about getting more time with like Zach and Pat together and kind of when DeMar is on the bench, see that kind of look. But it is semi-surprised. I'm not totally shocked that they are going back to Pat. I mean, he is their still their like prize development project here. Their number four first draft draft pick this regime had number four pick. They're expecting big things out of him this season. So even though he has looked pretty rough with the main stars so far, like uh, I guess they're just, they want to see him work through it. They, they must've liked what they saw enough at the end of the preseason and through practice here. So, uh, I mean, it's Pat not going to say it's now or never. He's still very young. It's still early in year three, but uh, Pat's it's his time to shine and shine. And if he is quiet, if he struggles more as a starter, we'll be curious to see if there's a quick hook there. If he closes games, uh, and if fans like, I don't want to see fans kind of turn on him, but like if he struggles and the bull struggle, like, uh, there's, he'll be an easy scapegoat. We've talked about the pressure on him. So, uh, interesting decision for sure. So I'm curious what, how, what played into it and all that, but, um, now it's, it's got, Pat's got to go get it. So we'll see. And the guy, and as you said, Billy, they got to work to get him, get him touches, get him in position, the positions to succeed. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed because if Javante does eventually enter the starting lineup, now it makes it seem like Pat got benched. Yeah. Whereas it just would have made more sense if Javante was your starting power forward throughout, you know, from the very start. Yeah, I guess technically he was already benched so in preseason, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll just see how that plays out. Like, do you think Pat holds on to that starting job all year? Obviously, it's uh, it's we're basing this off nothing. It's pure speculation, right. but I think we're going to see Javante in the starting lineup. Uh, based on merit, not based on injury, or maybe like an injury happens and Javante stays in the starting lineup. Obviously, you know the one thing we're really hoping for out of Pat this year, maybe even above anything else, is just health and durability. Yeah, because. 
he missed the entire last season, basically. You know, he got hurt in the fifth game, came back at the end of the year, played in the playoffs. But for all intents and purposes, like, that was totally a missed season for him because of the injury. So, uh, you know, how do you feel about the starting power forward spot? Do you expect it to go back and forth? Or do you think, like, all right, this is Pat's. Pat's for the fourth I kind of think that since Billy is going with him to start, that it's going to be his job, unless he just really sucks. Like, and then they, but I think if they go really bad, I think they'd rather honestly just kind of keep him and try to develop him as much as possible. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to say that Pat keeps the job. Uh, I could obviously be very wrong here, but I feel like since they're going with him, I think the kind of point you made that like they won't want to bench him, but I guess if like they have to, they would. And like, I don't know. I'm going to say he's going to keep the job. I'm going to try to stay somewhat optimistic about him uh, since they're kind of giving it to him right here. I kind of, like I said, I think, I guess I would have thought they would have started Javante and then maybe Pat takes over the starting spot down the line. But since he's kind of starting out right away, I do wonder like if they do, if they did bench him in season after like, if that would crush his confidence and that'd be a killer. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to say he's going to keep the job as long as he doesn't get hurt. seems like you're saying he's Javante's going to start. So, We'll see, who, we'll see who goes right on that one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And then NBA rookie extension deadline passed. Uh, Saw a couple like buzzer beater deals. DeAndre Hunter getting $95 from the Hawks. Uh, Nas Little getting like 28 million or something from the Trailblazers for the next four years. That's 
you know, pretty interesting deal. I thought the most interesting one was Kevin Porter Porter getting 80 plus million, but only the first year is guaranteed. Uh, But Kobe White not getting an extension, Jace. I would say this is definitely not a surprise. We don't even know if Kobe's going to be in the rotation this season. (laughs) Uh, He looked okay in the preseason, but he certainly didn't look phenomenal. I mean, he looked like Kobe. I feel like there were times he had some nice aggressiveness. He had a good game against the Nuggets. I do hope that like if they, if they this pace thing we talked about in our take like preseason takeaway stuff like if they keep keep the pace going especially with that bench unit that that could help Kobe uh, get open get shots get good looks push that pace I mean Kobe we know he's fast I feel like this just hasn't really translated as much in the NBA yet uh, so maybe that'll help him overall though it does seem like he was still just kind of the same Kobe for the most part other than here and there he sh- again flashes we see flashes with Kobe need to be more consistent definitely not surprising he got no extension. Uh, if anything, you maybe you sign the sign him to something team friendly to help to help facilitate a trade, but like he has no reason to really sign something like that. Like he he could he can have a prove it year if he has a big year uh, that could help him get and his next contract. But again, who knows what role he will play in this rotation with Lonzo out? I think he will get minutes here. The Bulls need the shooting. He did shoot thirty eight point five percent from three last year, even though he finished poorly. Uh, so like. With Kobe, I mean, this is his arguably probably his last chance in Chicago. We'll see what kind of role he plays. We'll see how Billy juggles this backcourt rotation. Um, he was what the seventh pick, and like the top five guys in that draft all got all got extensions. Then there was Jared Culver at number six, and Jared Culver has been a disaster and a total bust. Kobe is not a I would not call Kobe a bust, but he certainly uh, it's just been kind of a guy in the NBA. He's had some in, he had injuries, the shoulder thing. He's been inconsistent. So now it's kind of like, not, like I said, now or never for his Bulls career. Uh, and we'll see what, what he can do to get, earn his next NBA contract. Cause I think he'll stick around. I don't like, I don't think he'll be out of the league if, even if he like leaves the Bulls or anything like that after the next year, he has an NBA skill as a shooter, but uh, we know he has his weaknesses as well. And the consistency has just never been there. So I guess another, another we'll see. It'll be a kind of interesting season for Kobe. And the last thing we got to get to is a Lonzo Ball update from LeVar, who went on a podcast and said that Lonzo is progressing nicely. Uh, give us the full scoop on this, Jace, for people who you know aren't paying attention to everything LeVar Ball says in 2022. <laughs> yeah, so he this was like Ball Facts, I believe. I think that's what the pod was called, but that was uh, what the... Uh, it was LeVar uh, on this Ball Facts podcast and providing an update on Lonzo and uh, he talked about what the actual issue was allegedly here. He says that Lonzo had fragments touching a nerve and the recent surgery addressed it. And like he said, he's healing nicely. Doesn't want either of his sons rushing back from injury. Lamella ball is hurt as well. The Hornets are a complete disaster. Legal problems too. But anyways, fragment and fragment. What I mean, knee fragments touching it or fragments. I don't even know what I, what that actually like means there. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, but. That seems very weird. A nerve issue there with fragments in the knee caught must causing that pain. Uh, and that sounds awful. And that's not that I guess that would help explain why he was having issues walking upstairs, why he whatever just kept feeling pain when he was during certain uh motions, certain actions, why he couldn't get back to full basketball activities without pain. So it just sounds terrible, and it I guess it kind of helps explain what why there was so much trouble here. Uh, I mean, he talks about rushing him back. I mean, I think that's just kind of also just uh, 
just confirms that he's going to miss a few months here. He's probably not going to be back till 2023. Like, I don't know if anything has really changed on my opinion on like when I think he'll be back. It does seem like he will be back at some point this season, uh, but it's still going to take a while after dealing with this, this problem. I mean, you're not certainly not going to want to rush back from something like that. Uh, So yeah, weird. I was just kind of seeing that just the the fragments touching the nerve thing just sounded weird. Just kind of, uh, not great. And uh, hopefully this actually has addressed it. And then this issue is done with over. I know Lonzo's had knee problems in the past, but what was your uh, takeaway from seeing this and this description of what this injury actually was according to LeVar? I guess I'm not going to like totally get my hopes up on Lonzo until we like get a real update yeah. on him of like <laughs> when he's starting to progress back to being on the court. But everything LeVar said, I think, like, makes sense, given what we heard about the debridement, like, what it was supposed to be coming into the procedure. So, certainly, I don't think it's, like, bad news. And, yeah, like, when they said that Lonzo didn't have any structural damage, you had to think that, like, either the cleanup was going to fix the problem or he was just going to be like fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Not really going to be much they could do besides for just giving him plenty of rest. Uh, And so like what LeVar said, I think is like, if it's true, obviously he is not exactly a totally objective party, but if it's true, it's, you know, more good news for the bulls and shows that like Lonzo's knee should be fine long-term when he can eventually get back on the court. And I think that's the important thing. He's under contract with the bulls for two more years after this. I believe he's still only 25 years old, right? He might be 26 now. Uh, So yeah, no, he's still 24. He yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say I think the other way, 24. I mean, yeah, no, he turns yeah. 25 later this yeah. month, uh, right after the start of the season. So uh you would hope that Lonzo, you know, once he can like fully heal from this injury, that's not gonna be something that lingers. Yeah. Uh, as long as that's the case, you know, the bulls will be fine. They need to weather this start while he's out. Yep. Of course, he's a huge piece. But, you know, it's an opportunity for other guys to develop, starting with Javante, starting with Io, starting with Pat. So uh, I don't think, like, anything really changes with this update in terms of my expectations from to get back on the floor. But it's just good to know that this probably isn't, like, his knee is totally decrepit and falling apart. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, just again with Lonzo. Don't want to, yeah, don't want to get hopes up. Knock on wood that this recovery goes all right, that he's back sometime second half of the year, 2023, whenever that actually is. And that'll do it. We just wanted to get some these, go through these quick Bulls bits and these updates before the season starts tomorrow or the Bulls season starts tomorrow again. Tonight is the season opener for, we got Celtics, Sixers, Lakers, Warriors. Uh, those games will obviously have happened by the time this podcast gets up, but we'll see. Those are a couple fun games. Obviously, we'll be ring night for the Warriors. Uh, quick, a uh, couple updates for Bulls Heat for, on, from the Heat side. Victor Oladipo out. Omer Yurt seven out. So they got a couple. Oladipo has obviously had knee issues for a while now. He's just not what he used to be, but he's out. Omer Yurt seven, one of their big guys. Either way, obviously, the Heat, they have Jimmy, they have Bam, got Kyle Lowry. Uh, they got Tyler Hero, bit, fresh off his co- big contract extension. So the Heat are going to be tough. They play the Bulls tough with that defense, and Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best. So it will be very interesting to see how the Bulls handle that Miami Heat defense. Uh, because I know a couple times, I mean, basically every game last year, they flustered the shit out of the Bulls. The Bulls cannot score against them. Heat have sometimes their own issues scoring, but if the Bulls can't score against them, 
And then in Miami, we've seen some of those games turn in, turn real ugly uh, last season. So hopefully that is not the case. Hopefully we don't get a repeat of what a couple of years ago when the Bulls played the Hawks and lost by like 40 on opening night. Because we will be talking about it on Spotify Live after the game, after the final buzzer. Me and Ricky will be doing a, a Spotify Live talking about the game. So hopefully we have something good to talk about uh, after the Bulls play the Heat in the opener tomorrow night. That'll do it for us here on this episode of Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. Please, with the NBA season starting right now, check out all the other great pods all across the network. For us here at Cash, please rate and review us. Give us those five-star ratings. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those good places. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore J. You can follow Ricky at SBN underscore Ricky. We'll be tweeting about the Bulls all year. Please hit us up. We will be communicating with you guys there all year. Again, we will be back. We will be doing a live podcast on Spotify Live on the app after Bulls Heat tomorrow night. So please join us after that game. Like I said, hopefully we have something good to talk about. If not, we'll rant, we'll bitch, we'll blame Jerry Reinsdorf for everything, and then it'll be a good time no matter what. So for Cash Considerations, the Chicago Bulls podcast, we will talk to you tomorrow. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.